Introducing the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. With 25 million copies in print, learn how the Don't Sweat Wisdom can help you achieve greater mental health and better communication with your family, friends, and coworkers from a beloved teacher. Rediscover your passion, joy, and self-compassion to awaken your most vibrant life. Hi, this is Christine Carlson. Welcome to our very first Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast. I'd like to invite you to listen in um, wherever you are, whether you're on a hike, you're in the car, you're cooking dinner, doesn't matter. I'm going to hopefully keep you well entertained for the next 18 minutes as I go through some of the history of Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, and I talk about the five principles of mental health and well-being that are woven throughout all the nine books in the series. That's right, there's nine books in the series on every relationship topic that you can imagine and on every lifestyle topic. Don'ts with the Small Stuff was written by my late husband, Dr. Richard Carlson. In 1997, it was the number one USA Today's um, pick for the top selling book in all of the United States of America in 97 and 98. Um, so before we begin, I like to begin all of my sessions with a very um, short guided imagery. Now this doesn't work too well if you're driving in a car, so keep your eyes open and on the road. But if you are sitting down or you're on a hike and you can sit down for a moment and just sit with your legs crossed or uncrossed with your hands on your knees, I'd like you to get really present in your body. Close your eyes if you're not driving or you're not cooking or whatever. Close your eyes and sit upright, but sit comfortably. And I want you to take three really deep belly breaths and breathe in through your nose and as you breathe in, allow your belly to expand, expand, expand bigger. And as you breathe out, just let that breath go. And you might even want to make a sound as you let it go, just allowing all the tension that to just leave your body, from your neck, your shoulders, your arms, your fingertips, your legs. Just let your body go. Breathing in sunlight and exhaling any tension, fear, anxiety, stress from your day, just any worries you have, just let it all go. Breathe in sunlight to every cell of your being. And exhale and let it go. And when you're ready, just open your eyes. And just with that simple breathing exercise, you can actually take what we've always called a golden pause throughout your day. It also works pretty well when you're in a reactive state of mind. So if somebody says something to you at work, your kids are driving you crazy, just stop and breathe. Fill your lungs with sunlight, fill your whole body with sunlight, and let it all go. You'll find that if you practice that on a daily basis, you will say things much wiser and you will respond to life rather than react to life, which is really so much about what the Don'ts with the Small Stuff book series is all about. So in this first podcast, I'd love to 
honor Wayne Dyer. Wayne Dyer just passed away a couple of days ago. And I would like to honor him because he made such a huge and great contribution to so many lives, including our lives. My late husband, Dr. Richard Carlson, was a huge fan of Wayne Dyer from the time he was 17 years old and he read Erroneous Sounds. He had a huge impact on Richard and the nature of Richard's work. And I just want to say that, you know, prayers and love for his family as they grieve his loss. His family will grieve the greatest loss, as will the rest of the world, but his family comes first. So please keep them in your prayers and your good thoughts. Now, there are five principles of mental health and well-being that I'm going to share with you um, today in this podcast that are woven throughout all the Don't Sweat series. These are five principles that originally came from a group of psychologists called Psychology of Mind. Now, Psychology of Mind now promotes three principles as Psychology of Mind, but at the time that we were tutoring with Dr. George Pransky and Sid Banks, um, we were learning the five principles. And at that time, Richard branched off from this group of psychologists and started doing his own work. So we focus on these five principles in our work, but they are no longer considered necessarily the principles of psychology of mind. And if you look on Amazon, Richard's book, You Can Be Happy No Matter What, which is all based on these five principles, is really touted as being in the field of experimental psychology. Now, with 25 million copies of our books sold around the world and thousands and thousands of letters that these principles really have paid amazing dividends to the very, very depressed person and the very healthy person that just wants to get happier. I would say that's some experiment. So here are the five principles. They are thoughts, moods, feelings, separate realities, and present moment living. There's such a huge historical part of the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff series. Now, 20 years ago when we were talking to people about what thought is and Richard would stand in front of a crowd and he'd say do you understand that you are a thinking creature that thought is as natural to you as breathing you would not believe the blank stares that we would get from people and that Richard would get from people this has been a revolution and a time and an idea who that has evolved over time that as we have taught people and other great works like the work of Byron Katie and you know Buddhism and many people have begun to really really take off with this now when you say this everybody understands that thought is really the basis of our experience that we we don't we take in 11 well actually we don't take in 11 million bits of information 11 million bits of information are coming at us at any one time we only take in about 40 bits of that information at any one time, at any one moment. So what that means is that our eyes take in all this information, but it is via our thoughts and via our reality and the lens from which we view the world that we actually process the information that we take in. Therefore, if we're not thinking, we're not processing the information that we're taking in, right? So that's at the very base level, that's at the very basis of everything, is to understand that your thoughts do create 
your reality and, and the lens from which you see the world. And I always say that happy, happiness in and of itself is not a pursuit. It is a perspective. And your, spe- your perpe- perspective, excuse me, that you have has everything to do with thought. And the second principle is moods. Now, moods are like an elevator. They go up and they go down. But if you don't know that you are a person with moods and you don't keep that in mind, life can look really, really different to you in a low mood versus a high mood. Low mood thinking, for example, would take a certain set of circumstances and maybe blow it completely out of proportion, or they might just look shadowed. For example, if you wake up and it's raining and you're in a low mood, You might go to the window and you might just say, oh my gosh, wow, another day of rain. And then you might look over to your spouse when you're in a low mood and you think about all of the things about your spouse that drive you crazy. Or maybe they just drop the towel on the floor and you're looking at that towel and saying, oh my God, not again. Then you go out into the kitchen and your kids are fighting and you just roll your eyes and you say, oh, I don't know how I can stand another one of these arguments that my kids are having. And you look at your dog and your dog is hungry. And you know what I'm saying. In a low mood, even your hungry dog is going to bother you, right? Well, try paying your bills in a low mood. If you pay your bills in a low mood, that's going to make you feel lower, lower, low, low, low. How low can you go, right? So life looks really different, however, in a high mood. The same rainy day, you go to the window and you go, oh, wow, I love the rain. It's beautiful outside, even though it's raining. You look at your spouse, and they look great to you. They, you're like so in love with them. You go out into the kitchen, your kids are arguing, fighting, and you just think it's kind of funny, and you go into a different room. You look at the bills that came in, and you say, gee, um, I've got bills to pay. You know, And you look at your hungry dog, and you say, all right, let's go eat. You know, it's just a totally different um, experience of your reality, right? So it's based on your mood. Well, can you see how helpful that is? When do you think most couples usually like to talk about their problems? In a high mood or a low mood? Well, I guarantee you that if you talk about your problems in a low mood, you're not going to have the same response from your spouse, especially if they're in a low mood too, as you will if you wait till the mood gets higher. The third principle I want to talk about is feelings. Feelings are really, really important. You want to really acknowledge your feelings because once you are in an emotional feeling state, that's where you are. And you know, resisting your feelings is just sort of like, I don't know, resisting a pinch that's happening that, you know, something's pinching you and you're not going to actually stop to get it off you and, and make it not pinch you anymore. That's how feelings are. So you want to acknowledge your feelings. Go ahead and cry. If you need to cry, go ahead and yell into a pillow if you need to yell into a pillow. But let's ask ourselves, what are my feelings trying to tell me about my mood and my thoughts? I guarantee you, you can't have a feeling without thinking corresponding thoughts that go with those feelings. You're not going to be angry without having angry thoughts first. So, Your feelings can give you some really important information as to what your thinking is doing. They can also give you some important information about your moods. The last two principles are probably the most applicable principles to -to day-to-day life and the most helpful to really know, and that is separate realities and present moment living. 
Now, we've talked a little bit about seeing the world through our own lens, but that's specifically it, that we each see the world through our own lens. So what do you think is happening when there's actually conflict between two people? Well, their separate realities are colliding, right? They're seeing a situation through the lens of their own eyes, through their own belief system, through their own filter. They're going to filter the experience or the idea through that filter. And it's not always going to come out. You're not always going to see eye to eye. But isn't that helpful when you're in your communications with your spouse? Isn't that helpful when you're in communications with someone at work? So the question can really be, how can I look at things the way they're looking at them? Maybe you can question them about how they see things so that you can talk to them in a slightly different way where you can start to meet in your minds. You can become more like-minded that way. The last principle, and I know I'm flying through these really fast, but I want to keep this podcast short. So the last principle is present moment living. Now present moment living is exactly that. It's being in the now. And it is clearly not overrated at all. Because, you know, if you're in your um, past, you're often regretting. And if you're in your future, you could be in some fear about the unknown. So what I always say is the safest place to be is come back to vertical. Come back to alignment with the moment. And just breathe. Just do what we did early on in this podcast and just take three simple deep breaths. And you can do this while you're driving. You can do this at any time that you see your mind daydreaming. You know, research now shows that daydreaming is actually one of the largest causes of our misery because we don't often daydream in a way that is really facilitating our dreams. It's just taking us out of the present moment. And I also like to tell you, do you know what people are most engaged in the present moment? They're most engaged in the present moment while they're having sex. Now, that isn't surprising, is it? Because, I mean, clearly, you're not going to, like, take your focus off what you're doing when you're having sex for, for just the reason that you're probably chuckling right alongside of me right now. So wouldn't it be great if we could bring some of that kind of engagement right into our daily lives and be really, really super engaged? And here's why I think that our series has been so popular and so powerful. It has encouraged a very, very deep engagement in life. It encourages people to question their beliefs, question your thoughts, change your perspective, live life differently, practice life differently, practice life according to your values. When our actions line up with our values, that's when we are living on purpose, that's when we feel the best about our lives, that's when we're really happiest, when we're super happy, when we're passionate about life and we're kind, we're gentle and compassionate with ourselves and others. And I believe that's why the Don'ts with the Small Stuff book series has been so popular because people do get happier. Now, I have come to use the Don'ts with the Small Stuff philosophy to live through and appreciate the big stuff. And when I talk about the big stuff, what I mean about that is that these are all the big joys in our lives. These are the big moments of our lives. The big stuff is also the big things that we have to go through. People always ask me, Chris, how do people prepare for loss? Is there any way people can prepare for loss? I say, 
there's only one way to prepare for loss, and that's how you live. That life itself is like a sport. You have to practice it the way you want to live it. So don't sweat the small stuff because you have lots of big stuff to live. Thank you so much for listening and come back because this is going to be a weekly podcast and I'm so excited to share so many more tips on how to live a happier life, how to really ignite your passion and your joy in your life and how to live your most vibrant life yet. So thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. Visit christinecarlson.com to receive 30 days of Don't Sweat Wisdom delivered to your inbox. And remember to subscribe to this podcast now to receive Don't Sweat Wisdom from Chris every week.